The Quiet Carriage, the show about books and their authors, with your host, Paul J. Laverty, and sponsored by Castlemaine's signature bookstore, Stoneman's Book Room. Broadcast on 94.9 Main FM and across the nation on the Community Radio Network. All aboard. Welcome to the Quiet Carriage, all the way from Jajarawan country, here in Castlemaine's 94.9 Main FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Today, my guest is Monica McInerney, who's promoting her brand new book, her children's book, and it's also her first ever children's book, which is called Marcy Gill and the Caravan Park Cat, which is out now via Penguin. Now, Monica is a resident of Ireland, but she is born in Australia, and she's been here due to COVID reasons here in Castlemaine on and off for the past year, and uh, so I was very lucky to be able to catch up with her here in person. First, I want to read to you a little bit about her book. This is her first children's book, and it's called, as I said, Marcy Gill and the Caravan Park Cat. Marcy Gill hasn't had a great start to the Christmas holidays. Her parents aren't talking to each other, and the family business, the Snorkel Bay Caravan Park, is in financial trouble. Her younger brother will only talk about his 23 goldfish, and her sister is obsessed with tennis. To make matters worse, her gran is in the hospital after a bad fall and won't be home for ages. But then something magical happens, something that involves a Christmas competition and a black cat called George and a wishing stone. Marcy is about to discover that if you wish hard enough, dreams can come true. We were very lucky to have Monica on the show about a year ago talking about her adult novel, The Godmothers. Uh, but I couldn't resist the chance to catch up with her again. And if you haven't listened to that previous episode, you can go over and find it on the podcast, on Spotify, and on all good podcast platforms. Here's a little bit, uh, bit about Monica. One of the stars of Australian fiction, Monica is the author of 13 international best-selling books for adults, including, most recently, The Godmothers, shortlisted for the 2021 ABIA General Fiction Book of the Year Award. Monica grew up in a family of seven children in the Clare Valley of South Australia and has 18 nieces and nephews who are her inspiration for many more Marcy Gill adventures to come. She and her Irish husband have been living between Australia and Ireland for 30 years and they are currently here in Australia. I caught up with Monica here in the Bridge Hotel here in Castlemaine because I couldn't get her into the studio due to COVID restrictions at the time. And I'm going to spread this chat over two episodes. So this will be part one and next week we'll have part two. So here I am in conversation with Monica McInerney talking about her new children's novel, Marcy Gill and the Caravan Park Cat. Monica McInerney. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Quiet Carriage, here at the bridge. <laughs> We're not in the station, unfortunately, because of restrictions. But uh, So we thought we'd come to the pub as well and instead, but it's working out okay so far. Not too noisy. Not so far. We're here in the afternoon. Yeah. It's lovely to be here, Paul. Thank you for inviting me back into The Quiet Carriage. Well, it's nice to have you here. It's a very, been a very blustery day, not unlike uh, spring day probably where you're from. In Ireland. <laughs> well, this is a little bit like a summer's day in Ireland, to be yeah, honest. Right. <laughs> so, I'm quite at home. Yeah. Right. 
It's nice to do this in person as well. Castlemaine has a lot of authors, but it is a small town, so we do go through them pretty quickly. So it's always nice when someone such as yourself blows on in. And you know Castlemaine quite well. You've been here quite a few times, haven't you? I have. I um, have very good friends that live here, and I also set a book here 10 years ago, um, one of, about my eighth book, I think, ninth maybe, called At Home with the Templetons. Right. was yeah. set in and around Castlemaine. Wow. Um, so I came here uh, two or three times when yeah. I was researching that, and it opens with a scene in Barker Street, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and it's set around a fictional um, historic house that yeah. is family from the UK move into and yes. open it as a living museum. Um, so I did spend a lot of time in Castlemaine um, physically, and then yeah. when I was back home in Dublin writing that book uh, mm. for about a year, uh, yeah. writing it, so my head was in the Goldfields area. So it's really brilliant to yeah. be actually living here, just house-sitting for, for four months. Um, just up from Templeton Street, actually. Yeah, so right. all these funny double connections with Castlemaine. So you've been here for four months? Yep. How much longer? Two more we weeks only, unfortunately. You're, you're definitely going back. Yeah, yeah. I've been stranded by COVID for nearly two years, so I'm going to need to go home and check that I didn't leave the kettle on in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of your good friends, very good friends, is here yeah. in uh, Kristen Gill. Presumably, that's where the name Gill comes from in the your Master Gill and the Caravan Park. It absolutely is. It's a tribute to Kristen, who yes. I've known for 34 years. Wow. Um, so we're very, very old friends. And um, I actually started writing Master Gill uh, about eight years ago mm-hmm. and uh, in between some of my other adult novels. And, um, and I shyly told Kristen about it only about two or three years ago because I'd got been working on this children's book. Mm-hmm. And she was so encouraging because her background is in children's publishing mm-hmm. with, with Penguin. And um, just really, really encouraging because mm-hmm. it's a new genre for me. And um, and secretly, even when I was talking to her about it, I was going to give borrow her surname for the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Marcy of the Marcy Gill is um, my 94-year-old auntie, my mum's big sister, her name is Marcy. So it, every time I look mm-hmm. at the names, it's it's like a tribute to, to people that I to people that I love very much. Yeah. yeah, and we should I should say Kristen Gill runs Northern Books yep. here in town, and yeah. those terrific um, events at the yeah. brewery, books at the brewery at the tap room with um, Jacqueline and Doug, um, yeah. and it's been fantastic. I've been able to go to a good few of those events here at the tap room. It's um, been great. Yeah, brilliant. And they're coming back. Thankfully. Yeah, absolutely. Out of the uh, gate as soon as they can. It's fantastic, yeah. Speaking about your novel, you're a highly accomplished novelist. 13 best-selling novels and counting. And we did speak to you. Trying to work out when this was. Was it 2019? No, it was this time last year. But I was in Adelaide for my last novel, The Godmothers. Yeah. Lost all concept of time because of COVID. And, yeah, we spoke to you for The Godmothers. And this, though, is your first children's book Marcy Gill and the Caravan Park Cat a huge congratulations on it I'm not 10 years of age but I thoroughly (laughs) enjoyed it does it feel like you're a new novelist all over again like starting off in this whole new track with a children's book it does in terms of the um the promotion like as the book's coming out it's very different than Mm. it is promoting an adult novel um it's really good fun i'm having so much fun um like this year is my 21st year of being a published author and uh, and i said I've, I've written 13 books for adults and short stories in that um and it's really great to be doing something very new um mm-hmm. in terms of um 
the, the interviews are a bit different. Um, the there's um, bookmarks and banners and you know really like and because the book is illustrated, um, that's been the hugest difference for me because my adult books obviously aren't. They don't come mm, with beautiful illustrations. Yeah. And this is illustrated by a South Australian artist called Danny Snell. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really beautiful surprise in, in, the, in the publishing and, mm-hmm. and um, publication process to see my characters through somebody else's eyes. Yes. Um, because my, my, you know, a lot of my novels have been optioned but hadn't been turned into films, like the mm-hmm. options have fallen through. But this one, he, he read the book and he mm-hmm. came up with the look of the characters, the look of the setting, and um, there's obviously a cat, you know, in the mm. book. So the, you know, the cat, um, mm. and that's been really gorgeous to see them, yes. see my creative ideas through somebody else's eyes too. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of lots of differences um, mm-hmm. in the, in that side of, of the publication process. The writing process itself, um, I've been thinking about this a lot. How different is that from the novels? And it is in some ways, and it's a smaller canvas. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is about forty thousand words, and my adult novels are over a hundred thousand. So mm. smaller canvas. Um, I have a lot to learn about writing for kids, but the storytelling side of it, and my, I, me as a novelist, it's the same, mm-hmm. um, Paul. Because I, my adult novels, uh, I write family comedy dramas, and that's mm-hmm. what this is. But it's for ten-year-olds, mm-hmm. not for you know for older readers. Um, I still want to have all the, the characters have lots of flaws as well as good points. Um, there's lots of tensions in, within the mm. family. They're they're worried about things, um, but it's it's all seen through this little ten year old's eyes, mm-hmm. um, who's a Marcy who wants to fix everything, and what she is, is able to use, which I haven't used in my adult novels, but I'm kind of tempted to, is um, magic. There's magic in the book, yes. and. Yeah. Um, just the fun of that, the fun of, like, a, there's a situation in Marcy Girl that if I was writing it in one of my adult novels, um, I, c- I can't bring magic in to make things, to fix things up, mm. but I can in this. Yeah. So um, it was fun. It's really, yeah. really good fun. But I still did, I did dozens and dozens of drafts of yeah. this book. Um, I take it really seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to write a lot more kids' books. I worked really closely with a terrific editor at Puffin Books. Um, learning the nuances of writing for children, mm-hmm. um, like plotting, I understand, and characterization and pacing, and you know, through through my 21 years as an adult writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but to learn about the different ways you can use vocabulary, vocabulary um, mm-hmm. in children's writing was really interesting for me. That absolutely use longer words, use books that the, the kids won't have seen before, mm-hmm. but sparingly. Um, no time for backstory. Kids. You know, and mm-hmm. I worked in children's television for about five years. Yeah. I worked in children's publishing for mm-hmm. about five years. So I, you know, I'm very familiar with children's books. I read a lot of children's books even now. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be the writer of them, um, I, you know, I had to learn all those mm-hmm. those little aspects. Um, so, as I said, from a writing point of view, brilliant to be learning new skills. You are listening to The Quiet Carriage on 94.9 Main FM and the Community Radio Network and sponsored by Stoneman's Bookroom. And now we return to my chat here at the bridge in Castlemaine with the new children's author, Monica McInerney. Because I think it's a bit of a misconception, isn't it, that writing kids' books are easier? Ah, uh, uh, no, I never thought that for a minute. Mm. Because I... Uh, when I first worked in publishing 32 years ago, which is where I met Kristen, um, mm-hmm. Kristen Gill, 
And I worked with authors like um, Margaret Mahi and Raoul Dahl and Tim Winton when he was writing his children's books. Mm -hmm. And so I sat in on a lot of interviews with children's authors. And um, and then later I became a publicist for adult authors. Mm -hmm. And each of them, they, everybody took it as seriously. Not a single children's author said, oh, yeah, I wrote that in an afternoon. You know, I, it didn't. You've got to, it's harder, I think, in some ways, because you've got to absolutely distill that story um, into a, a quicker and can, shorter canvas. Um, mm -hmm. So, and like, I listened to a great interview with Mem Fox once who yeah, wrote she's... Possum Magic and so prolific. And Possum Magic is like, you know, a couple of hundred words, yeah. basically. And yet that tells an incredible story. It's like being a poet, being a children's yeah. author of picture books particularly. Um, and they get, a, you know, sometimes get dismissed. Like she famously did an interview with Andrew Denton, I think it was, for mm -hmm. Enough Rope. And, and it got a little bit spiky between them because he was saying, oh, you know, how long did it take you? A couple of hours. Mm. And she had, and good on her, pushed back and said, you've only got that many words. You have to make every word count. Mm -hmm. um, so... No, if it, if anything, it's it's um, I've it's so much admiration for children's authors, and I you know I know um, like I poured my heart and soul into this, and it's as mm. good as I could make it. But I've got super heaps to learn about yeah, absolutely um, just keeping it you know keeping it all going as fast as you can in that short space of time. Mm -hmm. um, and tone, tone as is, well yeah, would be absolutely, and not part. being patronising at any time and. But also seeing it from a child's point of view the whole way through. Like my narrator is, well, not my main character is 10. I have really strong memories of being a 10-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been able to draw on those. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still learning. And, mm. But that's, I'm thrilled about it because, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I learn with each of my adult novels too. But mm -hmm. I want uh, to make this the best I can. And I want young readers to love it too. So, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep learning. And what about time-wise as well? Like, how long did it take you versus one of your one of your adult novels? Well, it, it literally took eight years to write *Master yeah. on the Caravan*. I had the idea. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've got eighteen nieces and nephews, and throughout their lives, when they're little kids, I've written stories about a good lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, short short books about each of them as the main character, so so that they've got these books mm -hmm. where you know they they go on adventures doing these different things so I would write that for fun in between my adult novels and then about eight years ago I had an idea for a, a ten-year-old who's trying to fix everything like yeah. there's you know, dramas happening all around her and some magic is involved her grandmother's cat's involved um, and I actually spent a lot of time with one of my nieces she was going to co-write it with me um, but I started writing another adult novel so that mm. didn't happen but it stayed with me um, so I would write chapters of it every now and then and just had so much fun but it was only about three years ago I really seriously thought I want to write this mm -hmm. and um, and so it took three years but I wrote another I was writing The Godmothers at the time so I would move between the two projects um, yeah. but yeah they, t they take me as long as my adult novels do I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a slow writer <laughs> And Snorkel Bay, yes. set. is that a real? Is it no, it's not. It's um, it, the, the setting is uh, it's on what I picture as the York Peninsula in South Australia. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in South Australia. Mm -hmm. It's set in a really hot December, as I remember, and um, and it's a beach, like a beachside caravan park, because mm -hmm. I loved to write about a little enclosed world. You know, mm -hmm. the way that when you're ten and your world is is where your family is, um, and I thought, what if um. It's a family business, uh, so the family, it's kind of a hippie caravan park, mm -hmm. really, a bit of an alternative caravan park. Um, and 
by inventing a town, I could do whatever I like with the town. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I've, I've invented towns before in my adult novels. It's quite good fun, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. But they're often based on places that I know. And Marcy, the main character, is she based upon one of your nephews, or one of your nieces? Or Little bits of lots of my nieces. Um, mm-hmm. My husband reckons this is my most autobiographical book, right. <laughs> which is kind of worrying. Considering um, she's a little bit over emotional, young Marcy. Um, it's borrowed. I borrowed a trait that I have, and that's curiosity. Um, mm-hmm. She's a really, really curious child. And I, about five years ago, um, my mum sent all of us our school reports that she, I'm one of seven kids, mm-hmm. uh, I've got six brothers and sisters, and mum sent us all our school reports that she had kept. So I got to read my, and I hadn't read it in years, my grade one school report. Oh, and, um, and in it, it said, um, Monica is extremely interested in everything. Yeah. Um, so that was me as a five-year-old. And I was kind of laughing, thinking, well, not, not much has changed. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I you know, I love asking questions, which every novelist does. And um, so I gave that to Marcy, and I actually, in chapter one, I say that her school report, her teacher said she was extremely interested in, anything, in everything. Uh, so that was a starting point for her, just that she's a, a little kid that wants to know what's going on, yeah. basically. Um, and earnest and determined. Um, she's the middle child, I'm the middle child, but she's only, she's only got one big sister and a little brother, whereas I've got three of each. Mm-hmm. Um, so I borrowed that, um, the elements of a family. Um, mm. And she loves cats and I love cats. Yeah. So the more I'm talking to you, Paul, the more I realise <laughs> it's a memoir, <laughs> not a novel. <laughs> Fantastic. It also taps into a lot of environmental concerns that our children have at the moment and how little kids such as Marcy who's 10 can make a you know big difference. I was thinking of Greta Thunberg, mm-hmm. maybe you pronounce it. Did you think of that sort of message and, and delivering that sort of message when you wrote it? Not overtly. Um, I start, my starting point was a 10 year old looking after her grand's cat. Um, something magical happens and then I went out and said, okay, who are her family? Where do they live? What's she worried about? Mm-hmm. Um, what's her little brother worried about? What's her big sister worried about? Um, so it kind of, it's like concentric circles, really, when you throw a stone into a pond, and that's always my starting point. You know, start with that splash in the middle and then mm-hmm. let them all ripple out and see what, what's going on. Um, and you can't not write about children at the moment without seeing what little kids worry about mm-hmm. um, and her uh, master's little brother Fred um, is particularly political mm-hmm. um, and very passionate about fish and ocean health mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that as well and also their parents are um, alternative they yeah. you know, the, the caravan park that they run is uh, eco-friendly mm-hmm. uh, it's a Wi-Fi free zone yeah. um, it's about the kids having and the families having a holiday away from the modern life and so that's going to filter down into the kids as well that it's you know they don't watch a lot of television they're vegetarian but I don't you know bang on about it it's just that's the way they live because mm-hmm. that's what's happening for kids at the moment a lot of kids that's what they're noticing have you always had this itch to move into children's fiction I have I wrote my first book when I was eight and I was it was about a family um, called the Smiths who catch a train from Clare in South Australia where I grew Mm -hmm. up where my dad was a railway station master Mm -hmm. and they go to Perth on the train Mm -hmm. 
because that was the most exotic place I knew of when I was eight. I'd never been, I hadn't been out of South Australia, but I just thought, where can I send them, not the moon, they can go to Perth. The book was called The Smith Family Go to Perth on the Train. (laughs) That's all that happened because I'd never been to Perth. They um, they got out and they stayed in the station and they came back um, on the Indian Pacific train because I knew about that from my dad being the station master. Um, And... I did the illustrations myself. Um, I um, put it in the school library. My uh, the librarian at school, you know, saw it and, mm-hmm. and invited me to put it. And so the whole time I was at St Joseph's and Clare, mm-hmm. a book I had written was in the school library. Wow, I was yeah. the only one that ever borrowed it, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah. there it was. Yeah. So the first book I ever wrote was a children's book. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've, I've obviously spent 21 years writing adult novels, but um, but I did, as I said, I worked for children, in children's television for three years on a really famous Australian show called Here's Humphrey, um, oh, yeah. which yeah. Is, doesn't run anymore, but you might be just the right age that you can remember it. Yes. But it, w- it was a real institution for a lot of Australian so Humphrey kids. Bear? Humphrey Bear. Humphrey Bear, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. I was wardrobe girl on Humphrey Bear and then I became a script writer I wrote about 10 hours of scripts for that show um, up until I was about 21 yeah. so my I and then I worked in as I said in children's publishing with you know met authors yeah. like Raul Dahl and Margaret Mahi and wow. all sorts of Paul Jennings all sorts of big um, yeah. so I, I know the world of children's books yeah. um, and it, and I read I still read two or three books a, a week and children's yeah. books are among those so for me it's um it's story t- I'm a storyteller yeah. and it's another uh, avenue to to tell stories yeah. um, in a different way, um, and I'm really interested in doing that mm-hmm. to to try something new. I think, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, as I said, it's fun. Like there's a you know, so it was like, but I took it really seriously. As I said, I did as many drafts, probably more drafts of this book than I do of my adult novels, mm-hmm. to get it right, to get that the pacing right, to to work with my editor in a way like really. Um, like down to will we use that word or is that we can come up with another yeah, word you know right, like yeah. really um, forensic down to it which I don't do quite the same way with my adult novels now because yeah. I'm you know 13 books down the track I think yeah. um, but to get to really understand the best way to communicate what I wanted to say and still keep it as fun as possible mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's been it's 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 a whole new area of writing for me yeah. and that's why I'm so interested in it Wonderful. And what's the reaction of your publisher when you said you wanted to write a, a children's book? They were really happy and really supportive. Um, and um, and it's been slow. Like, as I said, it was about two or three years ago that I said I was working on it. Um, but they were right behind it. Um, so it's a different publisher. I work with the children's publishing arm of Penguin, um, Puffin so Books. Puffin, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when they said, uh, you know, we're going to do illustrations, I was so happy mm-hmm. because... I grew up reading Famous Five, you know, mm-hmm. and, there's, and there's something quite old-fashioned about this book. It's a nostalgic mm-hmm. book, Master Gill. It's timeless. Not, yeah. Oh well, yeah. that's a nicer word. There's, Thanks there's for no Wi-Fi or no, or, and yeah. very deliberately. Um, yeah. But for them to say that they're going to then do illustrations, because um, do you remember reading Inner Blyton as a kid? Mm-hmm. You know, and you'd turn about every five pages, and there'd be that little illustration. Yes. And I can, I, I have really, really clear memories of. Mm-hmm being a young reader and because I grew up in this great big family great big noisy family in the railway station master's house in Clare and I spent a lot of time sitting up on the roof because it was quiet and I could read up there um, but hear all the noise that was going on downstairs still and um, and I really really remember that feeling of reading children's books and being absolutely swept up into the the magic of it the you know the 
particularly because the books, I mean, I'm 56, so the books I was mm. reading were um, set in little islands off the coast of Dorset, you know, like the Ina mm. Blyton stuff or um, Nancy Drew, so American books and English books. Um, but that's how I got swept away as a reader. Mm. Um, and I wanted to, I think I wanted to get those feelings back, but as a writer too, mm. to what's it like being a kid and experiencing things for the first time and trying to be in charge of the adult world you know like mm -hmm. like the famous five books where were the parents they were never around mm. you know? <laughs> and my childhood was a bit like that because mm. there were so many of us um mum and dad uh, we were free-range kids and we lived um, like in a small town like Castlemaine, um but um on the edge of bushland so mm. and dad was a station master so we you know could play on the railways tracks and the railway station too so i had a really really fantastic free imagination filled childhood mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I can remember so clearly to write from Marcy's point of view being 10 um, there's problems in her parents marriage she's trying to fix that mm -hmm. she's got all this stuff going on with her grand her brothers and sister her brother and sister you know there's kind of lots of adventures going on so it's all through her eyes mm -hmm. I remember that I can yeah. remember it what yeah. it's like to be making sense of the world when you're yeah. a little kid and it was really good fun to go back into that yeah and the illustrator is from He's South from Australia. LA, yeah, Danny Snell, his name is. Um, and I was shown about three or four different possibilities. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. What, yeah, the yeah. process. Again, it was all new to me. I mean, after 21 yeah. years of being published, or 20 years by the time this was being, going into production. Um, and that was exciting, to go for a meeting at my, with my publishers. And, and they say, okay, here's, here's several illustrators that we, we think would match. Which mm -hmm. one do you like? And as soon as I saw Danny's him that was him straight away there was something about they were warm mm -hmm. they were a little bit quirky um the cover the cover art was amazing he um i don't know we're on radio but uh, it's mm -hmm. it's marcy and and her grand's cat george um on top of a hill at the caravan park and she's got her head in her hands and after i saw that cover up the first time um I suddenly think this is really familiar why I think and I found a family photo of me aged about five with my head in my hand squinting yeah, in the sunshine. Yeah. It's the absolute match of it. So it's been all these lovely little coincidences yeah. all the way through. Um, Danny drew the cat perfectly. Um, I was doing the final edits when I was stranded by COVID and living with my mum in Adelaide for nine months. And we adopted a rescue cat, kitten, and it was the spit of the cat, which I'd written three years yeah, beforehand. So yeah. all these lovely things have been happening. Yeah. There we had part one of my chat with Monica McInerney uh, here at the bridge in Castlemaine, which we had to do due to COVID restrictions. And you can tune in for part two, which will be next week, because that is all we have time for today. Sadly, you can hear us uh, on Spotify and all good podcast platforms. That's all our older episodes. And for more information, you can find me across all the socials under the name Paul J. Laverty. Until next time, keep reading.